Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. In these potted streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go rarely a shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Like, that's some craziness. That's like you going into a title match and being like, I don't gotta win the belt. The like, no, yes, I do. I <laughs> Give me that. Fuck out of here. Oh bad, oh bad. Once again, once again, here we go. It is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with it's your boy B-I-N-G being your herd, aka two chain bing. You don't blind them. Storyline teams on my body, 2020 podcast in my veins. Shout out to the Knicks, though. You know what I mean? And shout out to our guest today. Yes, you know what I mean? our guest today is none other than Aces High, Diamond Shine. Place your best five star above the rest. Champagne yes, Poppy yes. himself repping Queens, New York. Joey Ace. Joey Ace, what's good, my brother? What's up, yeah. brother? And look, man, I, I know I know I don't got both the championships. Right now I just got the big red because what I do is I unify. I collect the belts and I make them into one. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> my That's God, my God. Up. I like that too. That's what's up. How you feeling, man? How's everything going? Man, man, everything's going great, man. I'm feeling good. Uh I'm excited about the weather being super nice right now. Mm-hmm. Uh it was all cloudy, and now it's uh, the sun's coming out, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, definitely. So, well, I'm, I'm giddy myself, man. I'm looking at this shit in the air, and I'm like, I got to get out. I got to get out and about, baby. It's only 2.30. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> but, um, I, you know, you're, you're the ECWA champ. Uh, in the last three years, you know, since 2019, you've been really a big force with within ECWA. 2019, as you just said, you know, you unified the titles, the Mid Atlantic and the ECWA title. Uh, in 2020, you won the Super Eight. Not actually, correction. I'm sorry. Nah, I didn't win the Super Eight. I was, I oh, was. Okay. Uh, so, 2019 Super Eight. That's when I won the Big Red for the first time, and I had the Mid Atlantic. Yes. The 2020, I won back the, the the Big Red. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and it, it's like uh, I, I I could see where you get confused is because nobody that really talks about it except the man right here. <laughs> so it's, so I, I, I'm I'm happy that you associated the Super Eight with the five star stud and being the man. On that show, <laughs> <laughs> no, because so, you are, man. you always have you always have uh, a big moment at these shows, mm-hmm. you know. And in this year, you know, you're walking in with Red Velvet herself around your waist. Oh, you. And how are you feeling about that? Are you feel that you could, uh, maintain that and uh, keep it going? Look, uh, I think I'm um, I'm going in with a lot of momentum into this one. This one for me is special because it's my third Super Eight and. You know, growing up, I would look at the ECWA and the magazines and, you know, the Super 8 was that tournament. Uh, 
And it's ironically enough, I was never in the tournament. It was always about this bad boy right here, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm bigger than the tournament itself, but I felt like, I feel like I show out at that show specifically more than any others, you know? And it's, it's kind of like having a guy, like you're in WWE and you're like, yo, I'm gonna have a WrestleMania moment. Well, you know, or like Shawn Michaels would be like, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. WrestleMania. Like, yeah. I am the Super 8 event. When I get there, I'm the man. You know, I, I turn up the volume. And in about six days, you know, I'm going to turn it up. I'm, I'm going to give you guys a show. It's going to be live on IWTV. And I'm going up against, you know, a guy who's been there since the beginning. And, and a guy who's been there in the, the wrestling business for a while. And Mr. Ooh La La. And, you know, there's been, there's been there's shooting a little documentary on him. And how yeah, he's only had, I think, one one other shot at the at the big red, my red velvet, like years ago, and against this, uh, the champion. Then was Sean Carr, but he hasn't faced me yet. Nah, and he, he hasn't, hasn't faced, faced nobody like the, you yet. Nah, and not at the biggest right. stage, not at the biggest show that ECW's ever put on. So it's a different Joey Ace. It's not the Joey Ace. You saw our Christmas Spectacular or, you know, a Toys for Tots or any, any of those shows. It's the Super 8 Joey Ace, you know? So I just want to, I want him to know and I want, hopefully he knows in his heart and his mind that he's stepping in the ring with Super 8 Joey Ace. That's some like, oh, okay, Joey Ace, happy to be here. You know, let's, let's rock and roll. It's, nah, man, we're tuning up the band now. Yeah, like, do you feel so- like, do you feel like with the Super 8 that you got to come in there with a whole different mindset? Kind of like the way New Japan talent goes into the G1 where everyone is like got to be at the top of their game for this particular time frame because of what it leads to later on. Even though you're the champ going in, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like like you said, you know, you are the Super 8 event. So do you feel like I, I'm i the champ? I'm going up against uh, uh, someone that's been here for a while. I got to come in here super sharp, you know, like you said, Mr. WrestleMania type, you know, Kurt Angle WrestleMania 21 type mindset <laughs> to come in there like as a straight killer? Uh, of course. Um, I feel like that's a great <laughs> question because a lot of with the Super 8, I felt like beforehand, the uh, Big Red, when the championship was on the line, it, it was kind of like the second, it was kind of pushed aside a little bit to, because of the Super 8 tournament. And, and I felt like the guys in recent memory have not capitalized on the, when, when they were being talked about, they didn't capitalize on those opportunities. So I feel like I've made this right here mean just as much or even more than the super right. eight in recent memory. So going into this, I feel like everyone has to step their game up and it's not only in the ring, it's outside of the ring also. So of course, man, you're going with a different mentality. You're going with a, a different mindset, a killer instinct almost, you know, to go in there. And, and it's like my, for me, it's like that five stars above the rest mentality. I'm going to go in there and I'm, I'm the man here. I'm the man, right. and no one <laughs> is going to tell me different. <laughs> right. Right. I know that. So I feel that. 
Yeah. That's what's up. Um, something that's that I I kind of stumble upon, you know, just checking back on the history of the title. You're top 10 in most combined reigns, you know, or days wise. Yeah. You're, you have about 400 and something plus days right now. Oh, wow. And, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the person that's right there above you by a couple of days is Christian Cage. If what? you, you know, you defend your title, yeah, win it next week, you know, you're, you're, you'll be right above Christian on that. Like, how, how does that make you feel? Me just bringing that to you, because I, I guess you didn't know, but how does that make you feel? Because that title that, you're, that you got right around your waist right now, Red Velvet, has a lot of history with a lot of good um, competitors that have held that title. Right. And and just to just to go off of that too, to add to that, being that Christian is back now on TV and killing it, like for you to go past his his reigns with that title and he's still out there, it's kind of like a, a hey, you're wrestling still. Want to come back over here and see what's going to it again? You know what I mean? Yo, yo, if he wants to throw down, bro. I- whether it's on dynamite dark dark elevation was good right. um that's crazy because i didn't know that i yeah. didn't I, did, I didn't know like uh, that <laughs> that that's that's pretty dope to know um because i look at the the lineage and the history and i know the first the first world one champion uh that's the the, the last title i did i unified with this one uh, Masato Tanaka was the champ. Yeah. Oh, you wow. know. So, and then Steve Carino <laughs> held that championship. And then you look at the ECWA and you see, you know, Amazing Red, Christian Cage, the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Like, what? <laughs> you know, um, and to have my name up there and to know what's up, like, how many days exactly? Am I like two days, three days? I'll, no. I'll tell you right now. You're you're at four hundred forty nine <laughs> plus days, and, like, oh. and Christian Cage is at four fifty four. That's close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you right a week's there. Time a week's time. You know, you, you hold on. You hold wow. on that title uh, after May first. Then it's you. You at number seven. Him at number eight. Oh. Who's at number uh, six? Number six, my mom wait, let's see. Uh, Sean Carr. Ah, all right. Yeah. Who's the top? <laughs> <laughs> Lance, Lance Diamond. Lance Diamond. Yeah, Lance oh, Diamond. Lance Over 800 days, man. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I think every, everyone on that list is probably tied at three times a piece, right? Yeah, everybody's had it. Uh, about at least two times within the top ten, everybody's had the the championship at least two at times. Least two times, yeah. That's nuts. That's a lot of lineage with this belt, you know. Oh, it's a lot, man. It's a yeah, lot. Yes, all the way right here. And I seen um one of the first guys to help that that title that you got right there is somebody that is actually really close to us that passed away last year, Xavier. Ah, yeah, you know? yeah, man. Yeah, we uh we grew up with his uh his younger brother. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah, we 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 knew him went from when he was first like really getting into wrestling training. training. Yeah, so yeah, yeah yep. it was, that was that was pretty dope to see that too that he's on the list. But um, now he's to come on the block yeah. and put niggas in headlocks. <laughs> <laughs> headlocks, no joke. 
figure fours. <laughs> figure fours, <laughs> fucking ankle locks. Oh, German suplex you know, kid outside. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like I came in. I came in the um, the sport, the industry, kind of like right after they kind of either got signed or kind of faded out. Like they, yeah. they stopped wrestling. And it's like, I, I'm like, damn, man, I miss these guys by maybe a few years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what could have been, you know? It, it yeah. is like a couple of years because he stopped. He after, after the ECWA, I think he ended up going to Ring of Honor. And then mm-hmm. he, well, uh, damn, how, what was it with, that happened with him? Not the um, he had, yeah, yeah, he had a couple of knee injuries. I know and that he just stopped. Yeah, he just stopped because I know he did a couple of dark matches for WWE. Yeah, yeah. When, um, yeah, 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 he was on Velocity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yo, Champ, when um, when did you make your your professional debut? Like, when was your first? Well, Main, like that you would say all right I'm, I'm this is my first main my first real like match my with first some, match oh <laughs> uh, wait like you want like the first guy i worked that had like some notoriety or my first match well like Which like one? both like what would be the time frame between the first match and the first time you got in there with somebody like with some no- notoriety you know like because i all right you hear you hear other people talk about my first match was this but then i got in there with this guy and i realized like oh wow okay <laughs> now yeah. you know i'm at a different level uh so the first match one-on-one was with angel ortiz oh at a, at a fight <laughs> yeah yeah at a, at a fight the world wrestling in rock Hockham, new york in long island and uh it was it was that match and I, it was funny because I had some red gear and it had like some graffiti with my name spray painted on it. Uh, this picture's on my Facebook actually of it. Uh, the match is somewhere in a, on a DVD, not put on YouTube yet. Uh, but the match was pretty dope. And I remember having that match. And then there was a few matches I had and I started to grow my hair out. And I think I, I rocked. I was in there with, uh, may he rest in peace, Falls Mahoney. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And uh, there's oh. pictures of that, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm, I'm in there with him, and I, I felt like that was the first match that I had that I was like, okay, I think I, think I got this. In, in which, if something bad were to happen, I knew what to do. Right, um, right, and it right. gave me a confidence boost. And with, with that one, it was like, yeah, it was very... That night was just very surreal. Like I remember working him, and, and, and you know he was he was in pain, uh, so you can imagine. And right, right. There was right. there was some hiccups in that match. I remember, and I had to kind of take over. And when I got to the back, they were like, "Yo, we knew that X Y Z happened, and you took over." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> and it was like an instinct of something I had to do. And right. I remember a part where. He tripped over me. The track will drop down. He was like a. He, he stepped over me and he, he jarred up his knee pretty bad. And like I knew then, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> oh, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta work through this. Yeah. Word. Um, right. 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 Yeah. And I remember there was a, a a couple of other spots that we were like, we missed, and he was like, No, we're gonna do them. And I'm forever grateful for that because he gave me some burn when he didn't need to. 
right, he, right. He, had, he didn't have to. Uh, and that, that meant a lot to me. But then it showed me, too, that I was like, all right, something goes wrong. I, I could pick up the slack. I, I, could, I could general this. I could ring general this and, and make it happen and make sure everybody gets home safe. Uh, so, the, and the time period was very, it was a dope. few months. It was a few months, I remember, yeah. That's that was dope. in 2000, 2010, 2000, yeah, around 2010, 2009. Would you say that, that that right there gave you the confidence going forward in your career? Like, yo, like, whatever can happen from here, I know I got it, regardless of who I'm in the ring with. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Yes and no. Because <laughs> uh, there's been times where, like, I've gotten up there and then and then kind of, Something would have happened, or I had a bad match, and I didn't know how to handle it so much, and uh, it would trickle down into other other things. You know, it's important for young guys to just have a mentor. I never felt like I had one growing up and growing up in the business. So just for, for for out there for guys who are coming up and watching this, like get a mentor, get somebody you could trust and talk to. So when you're kind of thinking, oh man, I should be doing this, and you do that, and then it doesn't work out, and you get down on yourself. To kind of get you help you get on a, a, the right track, um, but for me, it's, it's been kind of up and down. And I think what made me hit my stride wasn't a particular match; was literally understanding the way the business aspect of pro wrestling worked, and and knowing that if I needed to get to a certain spot, I was going to have to like actively go make it happen. And it wasn't by talking to promoters. It wasn't by, you know, doing all that stuff or setting up rings or doing this. It was like, okay, uh, let me let me grassroots this and, and, and look at what wrestlers did back in the day to promote their matches because it's promotion. I want people to come see me. I want people to buy a T-shirt. I want you know people to remember me. Hmm. Look at one. Look at a blueprint from way back in the day. You watch the you know, Randy Savage, all those guys back in the day, the 80s. They, they all had a thing. All right, every week there was a promo leading up to their big match at the Garden, whoever that was. I remember, like, I, I was watching, okay, they did a promo every week. All right, I'm not wrestling every week, but I could cut a promo every week. And then once I started to cut promos, more people started to see. Then as I was cutting these promos, I figured out, oh, my match doesn't have to be spot, 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 spot. I just said what I was going to do in the match. Let me just do that and work work with that situation. Yeah, make that let that be the blueprint. Smart, bro. Yeah, That's so smart, bro. it made things a lot easier, a lot more fun. And then you know, when you live in New York City, you you have a backdrop. <laughs> you know, you have train stations. You have you know the ghetto part if you wanted to run that. You have the the cool, sexy parts of the city. You got Soho, you got the riverfronts, you got all these spots. You don't need to do it in front of a, a black curtain and be generic. Just start using your imagination. Once I got that, my confidence went through the roof. I was like, I could, I could do anything. <clears throat> and I see that you have a real strong connection with the city, like at me as well. Because, you know, my one of my favorite things to do is just go walk around LES you know, midtown and just like take in the whole city vibe. Being from New York, I, I just, it's just something about the buildings, the people, just the stores and, and, you know, just 
even just like walking into a bar, a lounge real quick, getting mm-hmm. a beer and just seeing the locals from around the way. You know what I'm saying? And I see oh, that just with the your, air, just everything. Just everything. walking outside. Yeah. <clears throat> so then I see that a lot of your promos that you shoot, you're you're in that scene. You look like you're you're you know, you look like there's somebody made out here when you when you do your promos. What goes into you, yeah, like what goes into you, you know, building that and knowing what what shots in the city to take in order to make those promos? So here's what I, I, I kind of gravitated to and, and almost in my mind figured out. And um, I said to myself at first when I started wrestling, I was like, I'm Joey Ace, I'm the five star stud. And, and I was like, I'm from Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. <laughs> I've, I've gone now, but back then I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know who this gambler guy was. I wasn't gambling. I wasn't playing blackjack. I wasn't doing any of that. But it, the idea was uh, was Ocean's Eleven. I watched Ocean's Eleven, 12, 13. That's what I did. Came up with a catchphrase, you know, Aces High, Diamond Shine, place your bets for five times above the rest. But I didn't know how to, to, to make that work, but happen, grab that. So what happened was one day, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm not from there. I'm from New York City. I looked at what was missing on TV. And I said, let me put my life into this. You got LAX. They're the hood dudes. They're the hood motherfuckers. They, they, they've been, you know, they're in the projects and, and they're, you know, guns blazing. You know what I mean? Dogs, everything, all that, all that stuff, right? The bodegas. I grew up like that. Did I like it? No. Where did I go? I ran, I ran through Soho. You know, well, if you look like me being young, I was just like, you know, I never wanted to be with, with like the, the, the chick from up the block or whatever. I always wanted the cute, you know, the mamacita pero that, that was that was looking right, not the one that was running around the block. <laughs> I got you. So if you could compare, it was it was like, all right, these dudes are banging, you know, the the, the video vixen girls. But I wanted the Victoria's Secret model, so <laughs> or the fitness chick. So okay, I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, that the mentality is not 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 ghetto. It's not hood. It's not street. It's a different hood. But no one is showcasing that part of the city. It's a gritty part with a little bit of glam on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you can see the hood people walking around with you know the, the baggy you know. Then it's like the, the baggy jackets and the, and the fitteds and everything, but then you see Joey with the leather jacket and the fitted. Wait, that, that dude's walking different. But that dude's not on TV yet, you know what I mean? But you see all the other stuff on the TV. So it's like kind of the inspiration was going in a different direction of what I saw and making something my own. So that's dope. I like that. I yeah. like that. You're not you're 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 still, you know, you're still the city, you're still representing New York City, but Showing them a different avenue. Yeah. Beautiful. And and it, no one's doing that. No one's filling that. There's there's different parts. We could all be from New York City, lower yeah. east side, you know. Wait till you see the gear I got coming on for, for the Super 8. <laughs> uh, I, trust me, I'm going to be tuned in, bro. IWTV, I'm going to definitely be tuned in. Definitely going to be tuned in, man. Oh, uh, I, I got some... Woof. You got some fire. <laughs> I got some. Talk about fire! Look, I, I'll give you guys the inspiration. You see this belt, right? It's all it's red mm-hmm. with some gold, a little bit of black trim. 
Okay. Think about this. I just told you I'm from the Lower East Side, right? And I'll give you the exact point. So, uh, and may she rest in peace. My grandma, who just passed away last month, but I grew up on, it's all good, man, on Pike and Cherry Street. If you know downtown, right, Pike and Cherry, Rutgers Projects, right across the streets, Chinatown. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. I I used to run around LaGuardia. Ah, so you do PS126, (laughs) baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, yeah, and then, wait, PS126, and then LaGuardia is 137. Yes, sir. Oh, man, but yeah, so you go up a few blocks and you're in Chinatown. And, and grandma's always used to get her, her food, you know. She go to Papito's grocery or she go to Chinatown and get her crabs and her fish. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> um, but I thought about that and that that came out. I came up with this little inspiration. And, and uh this woman named Lori who does gear, she sketched up some stuff and it's like it's very lower east side Chinatown. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, okay. So, I like that. I like where you're going with this. Yeah, so for the super eight, bro. You guys, a lot of New York City up in that piece. Beautiful. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. So now that you're back, you know, you're back into it. You're in the ring now more, more often than not, you know. How how do you see the difference now? You know, in the pandemic era, I know a lot a lot of the indie, indie circles kind of just shut down. Mm-hmm. There was nothing going on. How did, how did it make you feel? Did you, were you feeling like, you know, like, restless like damn i want to get out there but i can't like how, how am i gonna make it because i know certain people got lucky like uh you see tasha steals you know she's with impact mm-hmm. wrestling she got a job during the pandemic you know so certain, certain indie stars actually got them and others didn't others just grinded out and waited for the doors to open back up so how were you feeling at that moment at that during the pandemic i was losing my mind a little bit because i was like you know uh, everything shut down. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I? Because I, my my thing is, I never was tied to a place. Um, I was like, I, I went rogue, and you know, it was very um. So me sitting here, I was just like, I'm bugging out, and what I did was, I just looked at all my resources, and I have time. You know, everyone had time. So I'm like, okay, uh, let me just talk about the different matches I've had and the promotions I was in and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did and ended up, you know, I was still ECWA. You know, we were still talking about that, still promoting that. Then Warriors of Wrestling. Then I dabbled in some battle club stuff. And, and I was like, you know, I got to, I have nothing right now. So I have to make something out of nothing. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, I'm just gonna talk. I'm just gonna just go out and that's all, that's all I could do. And then set up maybe studio matches and, and see what happens. And then set up a little bit, little, little documentary and see where that goes. You know, um, and I'm grateful for one of my cousin, Jason, who helped me out a lot. Uh, David Valesco helped me out with that documentary. And he's an amazing dude and his editing goes off the chart. Uh, and then, you know, Richard Ruiz, and uh, he's another guy who does fantastic editing and does a bunch of videos and works with a bunch of wrestling promotion. And then just, uh, but that's pretty much, man, what I did and how I felt was, I felt sorry for myself for like a little while. Sorry. But then I was like, I, I can't. 
I gotta get out, gotta get out there and make it happen. Um, because if I'm five stars above the rest, I ain't gonna be sitting around home feeling sorry for myself. We make exactly. some changes, make a plan, and get to it. You know, and um, that plan led to this. <laughs> you know, right. that plan led to a T-shirt, right. some merchandise, and it just again the business part. All right, we're not actively in the ring, but we can make things happen to where we put still put content out there because the end of the day we're entertainers yeah. and we have a mission and it's just like all right we gotta go but in the beginning it was a little rough but then once i got the ball rolling it was like all right let's make it happen awesome that's what's up bro yo yeah, i got a, i got a two-part so what's up you you being you being a world champion right now right mm-hmm. and a latino world champion right now on the indie scene you know what i'm saying how do you feel the representation of us is on the indie scene right now? And I mean, we see on the mainstream how, you know, WWE has tried and failed and stopped and started with certain talent. And then AW has guys that, again, they've kind of pushed and pulled back and pushed and pulled back. Like, how do you feel the representation is for us right now on the indie scene? And how do how was your experience with AEW, and do you see yourself going back there possibly in the future? Because I look at that roster and I look at you, and I'm like, Ricky Starks, Hangman Page, Darby Allen, those are just three guys off top that I'm like, banger matches right there, if possible. You know, if if you're thinking about going there, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Um. All right, I'll answer the, the Latino part first about representation. Uh, I feel like there's a, a big um, kind of like a specific, like, all right, they're Latino and they're this, right? And it's very- I agree, uh, I agree with you there. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah, it's very Puerto Rican flag all the time when I want, and that's not that. But that's not all of us, you know? Right. And, and then there's guys who come out with it, who come out with the flag, and yeah, I'm Boricua, but okay, that's it? You're Boricua? And then I, I saw a promo with one guy, and it was a, you know, there was like a green screen behind him with a bodega, and that, that upset me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, so bro, that's like, <laughs> you're not in the actual ball. Like, oh, and it hurt. It hurt to watch. And I was like, no, 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 man. Like, like, I don't know where you live, but there's a bodega somewhere. <laughs> um, right. Right. You know, I think. Kind of promos think, on TikTok. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. And, <laughs> but that's the representation. It's very, you know, but. That's from what I'm seeing. It could be something different somewhere else, but from what I see, that's what I see. Um, I don't think sometimes I feel like there's a lot of guys that don't put it out there in their heart. It's not in their corazón to go and be like, you know, that's me. They they're very typecasting. Um, and it's not, it's I don't I don't want to be that way. Um, and it's not to say that I'm not gonna, you know, throw the flag up and, and run around and represent, but but I'm gonna do it in my way going forward. 
you know, and um, oh, uh, you guys cut out. <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. No, it's all good. Hey, so my good, bad. Um, no, uh, but yeah, like the representation, I feel like could be a lot stronger, but in different, different parts. Uh, with me, it's like I've, I've thought about very being very uh, diverse in that that part. So you got, you know, you got your hood, like I was saying before, and then you got your like pop version kind of hood, you know, and and that would probably be me. Okay. Uh, you know, and and mixed in with a lot of like nostalgia, like retro stuff up in there, you know, um, kind of like eighties mob looking gangster <laughs> um but he's latino you know yeah. um now with aew uh man i love to go back when i went there that one time before the pandemic it was pretty awesome um and you grinded so, your way to get there huh you grinded your way to get there like from what i from what i was seeing in your in your documentary that that's out right now for anybody that yeah. hasn't seen it please you know youtube joey ace and check out the mini doc he got out. But you talked about being on six flights in three days to get to Cleveland. Yeah, so I'll tell you the story. So how that happened was I booked myself for a New Japan camp. There was a New Japan camp happening in, in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that. And that was Tuesday. And then um, my, Sunday night after the Rumble, so I'm, I'm high off the of edge coming back. <laughs> I get the call about going to AEW Wednesday. Gotcha. So, so they're like, yo, we're flying you out of, uh, I think it was, um, it may have been, I don't remember, I think it was JFK. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, what? So, <laughs> so Tuesday morning, early, like 4 or 5 a.m., I'm flying to Raleigh to then fly after the, the camp. Okay. Fly back to New York City, back home to Queens. To just go home for about a couple of hours to grab my stuff to go back to Raleigh to go then <laughs> to, to Cleveland and then from Cleveland back to you know, Raleigh back back home wow. <laughs> the next day. So yeah, I was in the, I was in one airport like halfway across the country twice in one day. <laughs> Yo, dude, that's a lot of traveling, man. But. It, it was to live a dream, baby. <laughs> no, I know, but it, and it's it was just so worth it because you got your time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you did make the most of it. I mean, come on, Moxley hit you. You know, like that. That's a nice <laughs> close up right there, bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Getting yeah. rocked by Moxley. You know what I'm saying? So I that that's just that's just amazing. I'll, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I'll, I cut you off. I'll own my receipt. <laughs> <laughs> you he owes you at least that one. He owes you, yeah, right. he owes you a little sign. Yep. He owes you a little sign. Well, but not yet, man. But I'm sorry, as you were you were saying, you had a question. No, um, so you know, you had that nice shine right there in the beginning to start the year off, too. <laughs> and you know, that was gearing up to that blood and guts match that they were gonna have with the inner circle and everybody there. Um, how did you feel? knowing that you know you got that time and did you feel like something was something was coming where were people talking to you saying like they've seen your stuff because i seen that you know you did some behind the scenes stuff also on impact mm -hmm. um, was that around the same time no that was about then maybe a little bit before that it was 
that was before that. Um, I think maybe a good year, no, maybe 10 months before that. Okay. Um, but, but nothing ever came, came out. Like I've, I've been there to like, I guess for a little bit, a cup of coffee, but never got in the ring, which was like, <laughs> you just come on now, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. You know, um, but let's see who, yeah, but, but who knows what's happening, what's going to happen now, you know, uh, hopefully going into 20, you know, 22 something pops off, but the yeah. year ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> now the year's not done. Nope. The year's not done and you have a big, big show coming up. Uh, like we, like we said before, you know, with the super eight for ECWA, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel now? after, you know, getting back in the ring and now we're, we're, you know, we're in a new year. This is not 2020 more, you know, we're in 2021. Um, pandemic has kind of slowed down a bit. I won't say a lot, but, you know, a bit to, to the point where, you know, people are getting vaccinated now. Shows are, are being held, at least within the indie community. Yeah, with fans. How do you feel moving forward? Do you feel, in a, are you in a positive mind state moving forward? Oh, man. <laughs> insane insanely positive mindset going in um i feel like things are just kind of like starting to kick back up and get going i feel like from what i'm seeing it's a little bit you know like the 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 ball is starting to come but once that ball starts rolling it's going to be dope and um to have fans back in back in in a building that's that's great um fortunate enough i've been to be with the ecwa and they've had Fans at limited capacity, so that feels really good. Yeah, feels really good to just be in front of them. Now, the thing now is, I want to do more of it and be in front of a lot more people. Um, and and uh, being that, being that whole environment, and just get crazy. <laughs> um, and see, bro, and see what happens. Let me tell you, way, bro. What were you saying, G? What's up? Oh, no, I was saying, let me tell you, like, if you want to come and, and be in front of car, come down to Crazy Eyes, Florida. There was an indie show last week. There was 4,000 fans at that shit. 4,000 fans at a fucking indie show at a fairground last Saturday here in Central Florida. Rona mania running wild. <laughs> yo, yo, when I tell you packed, I'm... The people were there, and I'm guarantee I don't know if they were all there to see the wrestling show, but because the show was there, most of the fans were focused in and around where the ring was. And I mean, there's a whole carnival and shit going on around there, nigga. There was no lines. People was watching the wrestling show. That's nuts, bro. It was Who was on the cards? You remember? Like, I mean, floor open, but nah, I, I do not remember. It was a very, very, very one of the. I mean, Central Florida has a million independent promotions. A lot of them are actually just schools that have students run and they might have one vet, one former pro mm-hmm. or something like that come out and do a show. I went to an indie show pre-pandemic in a in a high school gym. Then the gym might have held like, I don't know, 800 people plus risers and packed, right? And I'm this is pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things got shut down, but Florida's just was so crazy with it. There was no mask. There was no nothing. Like it was just. 
packed. And I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. And as a talent, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would be like, I don't know if I want to be around that many people in that, yeah. kind, that close proximity this soon. You know, I don't know how any, you know, people feel about vaccines or whatever. Not that's a whole other discussion, but just just for it to be okay, Florida's back open and like three weeks after and I was like, yo, that's a ring. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, there's a show going on. I'm like, yo, that shit is sold out. Like this people standing, all the seats filled, standing, gated, magic security and it was like oh shit <laughs> shit like a like a, a outdoor like a like a big event and it was a it was a small school promotion and i'm like that's nuts bro you know what that is nuts that tells that's you that people nuts. want to see wrestling yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah, you know? absolutely do, man. I mean, and down here is a big hub for that for independent wrestling here while i'm at i'm in orlando so bro there's so many places like Within a, a couple of a mile radius, you got the Dudley School, then you got the Performance yeah. Center, you got a you got um, Sean Spears and 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 Tyler Breeze. They got a school out here too. That's mm-hmm. all within like a forty mile radius, maybe less, less than that. I mean, yes. you think yes. you think I have a question for you guys? You think that people now are looking for something to latch on to? I someone think so. to like. I think I think they're Absolutely. really looking for something because, you know, we were in a in a spot where indie wrestling was big, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, man. 2015, I would say, like a, a nice little period of 2015 to 2019, indie wrestling was big, especially out here in New York, was huge. You could go to an event almost every weekend, and every weekend, Facts. a couple of hundred people mm-hmm. at these events, right? And then out of nowhere, right. that's that's taken away. You know what I'm saying? That's taken away from you. And for a lot of these people, that was their weekend. So imagine going right. from yeah, bro. actually doing something every almost every weekend to not doing shit, to having to be home, look at everything online. Yo, people are going to go fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? And, and then, bro, you had out here too, like, like before pre-pandemic, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying 2018, Let's say 2018 to right when the end of 2019, you had Performance Center, MLW, which was shot in Tier Nightclub in downtown Orlando, which would be packed every week, oh, every Mel- week packed. Or when they Plus get to this- New York, the Melrose. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, I miss Melrose, <laughs> the, the man. The school that was attached. Right, and then the Melrose, the Melrose Ballroom, right? Yo, like crazy amounts of indie shows going on in the pandemic. It slowed everything down so hard, and there's so much talent that lives down here in this area in particular. That once things started to pick up, man, you saw the people follow them. Like they were put on their in on their social media. We got a show. We finally got a show going on, and it's limited to 500 people. And there's 500 motherfuckers there. A thousand motherfuckers turned away at the door. Like That's- wow. Wrestling is more popular, I think, than people want to admit that it is or give it credit for. And it's yeah. guys like you and what you're doing on what you're doing right now that have made it like that so that bro, independent independent fans are super rabid and they want yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it is like 
an escape and something to do. And it is for you too, right? Like you sitting around, yeah. you know, you you were cutting the promos and doing everything you could do to, to keep busy. But I'm sure that shit don't add up to getting in the ring. Getting in the ring, no. right? It must be a whole different, like, woo, it's, no. I'm home. You know what I mean? You, you want to hear something <laughs> crazy? You know, it's funny. Um, I think it was September because the, they, they pushed back the ECWA Super 8 2020. And um, I remember being home and I had like a week before the show. And like my girl, my girl's like on her way coming over. And, and I was like, I need, I, I was feeling restless. I didn't know why. And I'm like, wow, I feel anxious. And I took out my gear bag. Bro, and I put my gear on. And then I packed it up and I was like, ah, that this, this feeling, blood. bro, of That's... just packing up my gear just to, and then putting it on. And, and, and then I did like a fashion show for her when she came over. <laughs> <laughs> like just to like put them on. And I was like, yo, it felt good. It was just like yeah, the, the, the smell of my knee pads, the fabric, like, the the everything bro like i was just like so i can't wait yeah but i can see Couldn't it in wait. your face the way you're describing it it's coming <laughs> out of your your passion is coming out of your eyes the way you're talking about it right now <laughs> nah but that's ill though that's not that's dope because you know why bro like being out here you bump into a lot of talent bro and you meet guys that are still kind of up and coming and it's like mm-hmm. Nigga, what is your attitude about, bro? I seen you on the show. I'm trying to just big you up. Yo, what's up? I saw you wrestling. And like, it's just when they about this, you could just feel right away instantly. You're like, oh yeah, he's he's about it. Like the way you just described that, you couldn't help the smile come across your face. You know what I mean? Your eyes closed and everything. And I was like, that's that's where you know the love is right there and the passion is. And that is that shit right there that's going to take you. You know, you have to it. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story, man. So I got a picture, right, of, um, of me in my grandma's bed. And I had um, I had wrapped her pantyhose around the <laughs> poles of the bed and made like a turnbuckle out of a sock. <laughs> and like, I remember tying it up and then my grandma had got me this Hulk Hogan uh, action figure in Ultimate Warrior where you pull the string. Oh, and yes, like, yes. You know, and like, <laughs> yeah, you, you pull, you pull the I had Hogan, that shit. Bro. And <laughs> I remember she took a picture of me, me holding them both. And um, yo, like I remember, like I, I had, I went to the apartment to start cleaning everything up, and uh, I was looking at the space where her bed was and where the picture was taken, bro. It was it was there. It was like in that spot, bro. Sixty five Pike Street, the sixteenth floor, where like I envisioned everything as like a four or five year old kid, bro. Like three years old, like 
watching Bam Bam Bigelow against Brett the Hitman Hart on the TV, on the VCR tape, right there, bro. Like, just everything. Like, and, and I'm there, and I'm just like, wow. Like, I got crying about it because I'm like, damn, like, that, that, that little spot where I'm over here tying up pantyhose, bouncing off, doing elbow drops on, like, <laughs> this bed. And then, and then, you know, like, you, you, in, you in the ring and in front of people, and then you're like, yo, this is on TV, this is streaming on, on the internet. And you just, you know, sometimes before I go out there, I close my eyes. In my mind, I'm in that spot. I'm, I'm that four-year-old kid, five-year-old kid. And I'll, I'll close my eyes and I see that living room. Then I open it and there's like a ring of people. <laughs> and it's uh, it's an amazing thing, man. And yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. And it's thanks to you guys too, man, because you guys bring it out. You guys, you guys come out, you guys follow it. You guys have your own little, you know, podcast and have people, you know, watch and listen. And it's more of a, like this outlet so people could could see you. Yeah. And I remember me being being you know then being young and like wondering, like not even dreaming about this stuff, or being able to comprehend the stuff that happens even now. And you know the pandemic taught me that like never take any of that for granted. Like never take any of that for granted. The ability that you could do this now and stream this and have you know everybody watch it. The fact that you can get into a ring. And, and, and perform in front of people who spent their hard-earned money, you know, to come watch, to forget about the crap that's going on in their lives and the crap right. that's going on in everybody's life collectively, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's the story. It kind of went off into a tangent. Right? Yeah, nah, nah. Okay. <laughs> nah, okay. Nah, that's dope. Nah, that's where the genesis was, bro. And that's ill that, that, um, that, you remember that first of all, because damn, four years old, I can't remember. I'm 37. Four years old is like 80 years ago to me. And I don't have a concussion. I never been in the ring. I just smoke mad weed. But like for you to remember that, that viv that vividly. And then, you know, of course, God rest her soul, may she rest in peace. For you to go there and it just that whole shit just takes you back. That again that shows like yo with some people it's a job for anything but with other people it's just in them in a different way and it comes out in a different way and when you can just talk about it and the passion comes out like that that shit makes me hype and i'm like yo i want to see you win because you want to win you know what i mean yeah. i want to see you get there because it's yes. in you because you want to get there you know what i'm saying and yeah, I'm biased because you bought you from New York too. But so what? What that means? <laughs> the talent and everything else Speaks is the main itself. part. But you already know, you know, New York is gonna ride for each other hard. So yeah, we're done. <laughs> nah, I think I think New York dudes are born different. <laughs> nah, nah, definitely, definitely, man. Sure. You know, we see, you know, and then we see everybody. Sure. You know, we see talent that come from the same you know same neighborhood same streets or just boroughs whatever it may be and you know we're just there supporting and trying to help the cause you know what i'm saying but um with with your grandmother your grandmother seems to be really instrumental in your upbringing and you know she holds really near and dear to a lot of your wrestling moments you know like 
your moments as a as a fan in wrestling. You know, did she ever did she ever see you wrestle? You know, that's that's funny you say that. Um, and I I barely it's something that I barely talk about. Um, and this is pretty much one of the first times I'm coming out talking about my grandmother. Um, uh, she never went to see any of my matches, but she's seen me like on like the phone and on like TV. I'll put it on. Um, but but yeah, that's just about it with that. And she didn't think I was gonna get into it, <laughs> but she always knew. She always was like, "This kid, you know, get the mangan song aquí con la lucha libre." Yeah, sounds like and all she, our grandmothers, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. Um, but she never, she never like took me away from it. She only fed it. Yeah. Like she only fed it. Um. Yeah, like my my one of my like first memories, like if I could go back, was her putting me on a wrestling. Like I was watching wrestling with her, and she I remember her putting me on to like. You know, calling me in the in the living room one time. She's like, Josie. And I'm like, What? What? Que, que pasa? What's up? And she goes, Mira Lucha. And I'm like, And it was like CMLL and AAA. Nice. And I was like, What channel is this? And it was like Galavision. And I'm over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. Like, <laughs> what? like, my whole mind was like, Whoa, they all wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember specifically, I think I remember. I think it was AAA, and I remember it was like Perro Aguayo was wrestling. Oh, nice. And I was like, who the hell is that guy with like the, you know, yeah, like I think furry boots at the time. Yeah. He looked pretty old. Um, and I was like, who the hell is that? And then I remember like years later, like I put it on, and I was like, look, I was like, abuela, mira, el niño, the kid. And she's like, yeah, and I was like, Perro Aguayo Jr. El hijo de Perro Aguayo. And she's like, oh, wow, parece él también. <laughs> and we were just rocking and rolling, man. We were just watching this, like, old, like, I think it was, like, a Perros de Mal, like, event or something like that I had put on the YouTube. But, yeah, man, like, That's, if I could oh, owe anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, they were, bro. Right. <laughs> Fuck, yo. Word. Word up. So now, you know, next week, got the Super 8. Yep. Uh, I mean, last time you lost Red Velvet, you were, you were losing your mind. What's uh, your, your main focus <laughs> going into next, uh, was it next Saturday? Not yeah, the Saturday coming up, uh, yeah. May, May 1st. Man, dude. So I haven't thought about that. I may lose my mind again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You was looking crazy on them streets, bro. I don't need to see that again, bro. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, the red velvet staying right here, baby. She's pretty, she's pretty around my shoulder over here. You know. Exactly. She's gonna get all. She gets all the love she deserves right now. <laughs> <laughs> no me dejas, mommy. No me dejas. <laughs> awesome, man. But yeah, uh, I don't want to be crazy again either. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Joey, thank you. For uh, giving us time, you know, I know we kind of ran a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. No, man, thank you, and, bro. But um, good luck next Saturday. You know, I'm hoping that you keep Red Velvet. Word, bro. And if you do, party with that motherfucker. Go pop some bottles after the match. You know what I'm saying? 
Champagne poppy, let them know what it's about. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you, brother. And if you need anybody to come do a run-in, holler at me. I got you. You heard? I got you, bro. Just Great. Yo, hashtag 20 by 20, son. You already know. Yo, good again, luck. Brother. Thank man. you, What's and up? good luck on Saturday. Thank you, bro. Thank All you, guys. All right. Take care, my brother. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.